Welcome back to the Jim Leach Show. On a day when we have set yet another record here in Sangamon County for new daily COVID infections as Omicron seems to be running rampant around the country. Even Governor J.B. Fritzker is having to work remotely from home for the next several days because he's been exposed. I, of course, was exposed within the last couple of weeks. And I'll be the first to admit that for all we've talked about following the science, listening to the public health experts, in recent weeks, you can be forgiven if you have found some of the guidance a little bit confusing. Fortunately, we have launched a new regular feature on the program here uh, to try to set the record straight on uh, misconceptions and misinformation and sometimes disinformation. We focused a lot last month on what seemed to be some of the uh, deliberate efforts to mislead people about aspects of the COVID pandemic. What's happening now is more just, you know, honest confusion because some of the rules have changed. Some of the circumstances have changed. Testing's important, but it's getting harder to come by. It's left a lot of people just frankly um, a a little bit uh, baffled at this point about what they should do in the midst of these surging cases. So to help us uh, bring some order to the confusion, we're once again joined by Dr. Tracy Smith with the Illinois Public Health Association. Doctor, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for coming back to the program. Thank you very much. I want to start with one of the things that I think has really uh, been nettlesome for a lot of people uh, as we've seen these cases surge. And just about everybody I know now now knows multiple people uh, in their family or in their circle of friends who has come down with COVID. People may have been exposed to it. Uh, And we've seen in this time frame the rules change a little bit from the CDC on how long you should isolate, et cetera. So maybe you can uh, lay this out for people to help us understand. Understand if you've been exposed to COVID, uh, but you haven't yet tested positive, you're not symptomatic, but you have been exposed. What should you do? Uh, should you stay at home? Should you just go out with a mask? What's in the best interest of yourself and everybody you're coming into contact with? Well, that's a really good question because, as you were saying, there has been so many changes here lately, and and those changes are really based upon the new science that we're, we're, we're understanding and we're having time now to get that science background for us. And it's demonstrating to us that the majority of our COVID transmission occurs early in the course of the illness, generally usually in those first couple days prior to symptoms and the two to three days after. So this is why you're starting to see those changes around quarantine and shortening. So when you think about quarantine, remember that is a strategy that we use in public health to prevent transmission of COVID-19 by keeping people who have been in close contact with someone with COVID-19 apart from others. So we now can say that those who do not need to quarantine include the following individuals. So if you come into close contact with someone who's had COVID-19 and you meet one of the following group criteria, you do not need to quarantine. So if you're aged 18 or older and have received all of your recommended vaccine doses, including the boosters, and any other primary shots for immunocompromised people. So some folks who are immunocompromised have recommendations to have three shots, and that's not a booster. That's really a series of three for those who are immunocompromised. So that's one group who does not need to quarantine. 
Secondly, if you are ages 5 to 17 and have completed your primary series of COVID vaccinations, or if you've had confirmed COVID-19 within the last 90 days, those are the three groups that do not need to quarantine. But what's critical during the, this period of time, while you may not need to quarantine, you need to wear a well-fitting mask. And this is crucial, this well-fitting mask piece for 10 days from the date of your last close contact with that person with COVID-19. And that is what considered day zero. So you'd have 10 days in that process. You should test at least five days after your last close contact with someone with COVID-19. So then if you test positive or you start to develop symptoms, then you would move into the isolation category. So it's very important to distinguish that, that exposure without symptoms from individuals who are positive or who have symptoms. This is, uh, again, really important information. Uh, when we get to the end, I'm hoping we might be, may be able to direct people to some place where they can go to see this sort of <laughs> laid out kind of in bullet point form. Uh, it's actually not that difficult to find Googling because uh, Christmas weekend, uh, my whole family was kind of frantically Googling after we realized we had been uh, exposed to it. Uh, as you noted, um, it, it's really helpful to be able to get a test and to know one way or the other, but that's also proven challenging as we've seen this extraordinary surge in cases to record levels here locally where people are finding it difficult to uh, to get an appointment for a test. We have some pop-up testing sites. People are waiting in long lines, sometimes for hours. Home tests have become pretty scarce. So how is, is that impacting uh, our, our ability to get the pandemic under control when testing has become more difficult to come by than it was for a long time? Yeah, and, you know, that's a really great question, and we do, the importance of testing now is really being stressed, so we are seeing those long lines. So what we're seeing our local um, hospitals and other resources doing is opening up more testing sites. So you can go to the Sagamon County Department of Public Health site, scdph.org, and they have a list of the public testing sites for Sagamon County area residents. I think it's important to note that that, that it's, there's so many opening up and there's so many new locations that that list may not be the most up-to-date. They are trying to keep it up-to-date as much as they can, but of course, we, there's this, it's a moving target, right? But there are some key numbers that you can call. So if you're looking for testing and you're not quite sure where to go to, or you look at the testing sites that are listed on the Sagamon County Area Resident List site, and you can't find one close to you, there are COVID hotlines that you can still call. So Memorial still has a COVID hotline that you can call, and that is 588-4019. St. John's HSHS has that, and they have a, a COVID hotline that you can call. And there's also the COVID clinic hotlines, which can be called. So all of that information is available at Illinois Department of Public Health website or on the Sagamon County Public Health Department. We're talking, so we do, oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was gonna say, so we do know that testing is a, a need and our healthcare providers in the area are really ramping 
testing opportunities up to meet that demand. Talking with Dr. Tracy Smith of the Illinois Public Health Association, again, trying to uh, bring some clarity to the questions surrounding COVID in this new surge here. Uh, Another wrinkle in all of this is that uh, when folks are lucky enough to find some home tests, which I did, and that's been some some real peace of mind, uh, but we are hearing now that maybe some of the at-home tests are maybe not as effective in picking up particularly the Omicron variant as they might have been with Delta or other forms of COVID-19. What do people need to know about the accuracy of the at-home test? So while the at-home tests do pick, data suggests that they do pick up the Omicron variant, it can be less sensitive at picking it up. So, you know, preliminary research is being done and it indicates that it does detect it, but it does have that reduced sensitivity. And so there are some key things to this that you can remember. Um, it is good to use at-home tests, especially to allow you to be more comfortable in gatherings with families and friends. You know, um, this is a critical time for us to determine have we been ex- are we positive, right? And before we go into those family and friend connections and interactions, <clears throat> um, if you've been exposed to a person who's tested positive but don't have symptoms, a rapid test five days later can give you a good indication of whether you caught the virus. Um, It can also help you if you're not sure whether your runny nose or your sore throat is COVID-19. We're seeing a lot of other viruses occurring during this period with runny nose, sore throat that can, that are similar symptoms with COVID-19. So to distinguish between those, that is a time to use those at-home tests. But you have to look at, you know, the context of the results that you get. If you feel sick after you've been out and in a high infection rate, and you get a negative result from an at-home test, you need to look at it a little bit more skeptic than if you get a negative result and you haven't been in a high exposed area. So you may want to follow up with a PCR test in that kind of a situation where you may have had a high exposure, you're having symptoms, and you have a negative at-home test. But it can help you start to distinguish and feel more comfortable with some of those interactions that you may want to have. Another wrinkle to all of this is that just because you've been exposed, and even if you have contracted COVID-19, it may not show up right away. I know that uh, at Christmas time, we were around someone who tested positive the next day. The immediate instinct is, oh, we have to go get tested right now. But in fact, even if we had been exposed and and contracted it, and I've been negative uh, all this time since then, but even if I had, it wouldn't have shown up right away. They recommend waiting five days after exposure to take that test. Correct, yes. So if you remember back when I was talking about the quarantine um, guidelines, it's really about then getting tested five days after you last had your close contact with someone with COVID-19. So there is a delay um, sometimes in it showing up. Some will show up immediately, some will not, but that five-day period of time is is a really good time to to do those um, at-home tests and those tests to, to see if you've contracted it. So what's important is... If you've been around someone who's had COVID-19, again, having wearing those masks, um, keeping yourself um, six feet apart, trying to decrease your, your exposure to others as much as possible if you know that you've had that, that um, encounter.
The, uh, the the other thing that's happened in these recent days with the new surge of COVID, and it's been pretty frustrating, is that it's brought up again this whole notion that, well, hey, if you're vaccinated, you can still get COVID. So what's the point of getting vaccinated? What's the big deal? I've even heard uh, state lawmakers say something to this effect in complaining about some of the uh, proof of vaccination rules up in the Chicago area. But the reality is, and I don't think we can emphasize this point nearly enough, being vaccinated, being boosted does give you a huge advantage in this fight against the virus. Correct. Yes. So we have to keep reminding ourselves what our ultimate goal of vaccination is. Our ultimate goal of vaccination is to decrease the number of individuals who end up with extreme complications from COVID-19, right? And end up in the emergency room, in ICU, and decrease the number of deaths we see from it. It does not mean that we're going to prevent minor infections with COVID-19. And so we still see that reflected in the numbers in the individuals that are ending up in the hospital, in the ICU with long-term effects. Um, So you may have, and you will have, and we know this in public health, we will have cases in individuals who have been vaccinated. But again, our ultimate goal is to prevent um, death and ICU stays. This is, again, uh, very important information. It can be hard to keep track of all of it. We understand that. So, Dr. Tracy Smith, Illinois Public Health Association, give us, again, uh, a couple of places people can check to get reliable, useful information that can help them navigate their way through this latest surge until things start to settle down again. So, the CDC, if you just type in CDC COVID guidelines, it will come up, and it has these nicely laid out, nicely bulleted Um, information. Also, Illinois Department of Public Health, again, if you put IDPH COVID guidelines in, it will pop up and give you the link to that website. Um, Those are two that I highly recommend to go to. They are updated. They are current. And for very local information around testing and vaccination sites, um, our Sagamon County Public Health Department site is critical for that. Dr. Smith, again, as always, we appreciate your time and we will be talking to you again soon because as long as there's a pandemic going on, there's going to be misinformation, misconceptions that uh, we'll need to address and try to set the record straight on. And we always appreciate your help in doing that. Thank you again so much for your time. Thank you very much. And again, I just want to remind everybody, wear well-fitted masks. And if you have any other questions, you can go to our website of helpguidethrive.org to find out more information. Helpguidethrive.org is the website. Thanks again, Dr. Tracy Smith. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye.